Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 53. This week's episode is really a follow-up to episode 49 about asking for help. If you've not had a chance to listen, then obviously I highly recommend you do that first, but I accept it was a little while ago, so for the benefit of all of us, including my own terrible memory, let me briefly recap. I got to a place back in January where things had all piled on top of me, not any one big thing, just a lot of stuff, all on top of each other, and after coming back to work for a week, it broke me. I had to stop, take some time off, and most importantly, ask for some help. And very thankfully, I got some help. Over the past eight weeks, I've had some therapy through a workplace employee support scheme and had some help from the NHS via Steps to Wellbeing to have the conversations and put the plans in place I needed to be able to get back to work. Thankfully, so much of that help has really properly helped. Talking with the employment support team was really practical. Working through a structured guide from Solent Mind, I was able to think about the things that I need from work to stay mentally healthy. Not just things from other people, but the things I need to do for myself too. Going through that process for myself has given me and now our whole management team a new set of tools and skills to use across our wider team. Talking on the phone to a therapist each week for six weeks was also so useful for me. It has really helped me to get a better understanding of what was happening and a better perspective on why. It has helped me to reframe and look again at things I thought I understood and see them in different ways. I started my first session with a list as long as my arm of things I wanted to talk about. Worries I had, problems I needed solving, confusion I needed help with. And I just blurted out this huge jumble of built up anxieties and stresses and overwhelmed confusion. I picked up so much through the process of sorting through that jumble over the past six weeks. I think the biggest thing I've taken away from those sessions is how, when we're dealing with our internal life, our mental health, the ongoing conversation we have with ourselves in our brain, so often we already have the mindsets and approaches we need, which we're using in other areas of life, but that we need reminding to bring inward too. Let me give an example. When it comes to going through a rough patch of mental health, it's easy to feel like a failure, like you've not done the right things or looked after yourself well enough or that you should have been better prepared. And that feeling of failure can be deeply negative and critical, telling ourselves we should have known better, should have been stronger, should have been kinder to ourselves. The irony of that last one often getting lost in the noise of self-criticism. For me, at least, there are ways in other areas of life where I deal with failure so differently. Take songwriting. 
It is so often the case that some of my favourite sounds, lyrics and other ideas come as the result of failures. Unexpected moments that come from pushing things too far. Taking things to their limit and then past it. Sure, sometimes they then need pulling back again, but if I had not failed, I would not know where that limit of too far was. The ideas are better and stronger, not in spite of failure, but because of it. It is true in so many other places, and it can be true about the way we deal with slips and trips and failures in our mental health. The stories which are unpredictable are the ones we enjoy most. Unpredictable things are exciting and fun. And so I should have known better really has to become I couldn't have known better. I'm no Formula One driver, although I am a wicked Mario Kart player. But when it comes to training for races, even the greatest drivers take a corner too fast and spin out sometimes. Hopefully it's in training, but sometimes you just push too hard. Sure, there is a skill in knowing when and where to apply the brakes, but you only find the limit of where that is by pushing too hard at least once. And even when we're familiar with the course, every race is different. And thank goodness it is, because a race identical to another would be boring. That doesn't mean it's easy to be immediately grateful for failure. But bringing that mindset can help in some circumstances some of the time. Literally last week, I had a funding bid be unsuccessful. It was months of work and the programme of activity we had planned was really, really strong. It was challenging to us and the funder and unfortunately it wasn't successful. Sure, that's disappointing. There are things that we wanted to do that we won't get to do, at least not right now, but I'm also able to see how, in retrospect, we were probably taking the corner a little too fast. And certainly, we now know so much more about where our limits are for working with funders. It's not that I should have known better. I had no way of knowing better then. But I sure know a lot more, a lot better now. And whilst I'm frustrated by the failure, I'm also grateful for it too. Genuinely grateful. Not gratitude through gritted teeth, which is a kind of gratitude that is worth practising but never quite feels like real gratitude, even if we try to say the words, but actually grateful. So, in asking for help eight weeks or so ago, at the time, it felt like a failure, and in some ways it still does. But I'm able to frame that failure differently. It was my way of finding out where my limits are. After two years of global pandemic, I took a corner too fast, pushed a little too hard on myself and spun out. But I'm grateful I did. I learnt about myself. I learnt about my limits. I learnt about the support I have around me that I didn't know was there. I now have all these tools, including the ones I've picked up from my employment support team and my therapist that I didn't have before. And I've even been able to share those here and at work. None of that would have happened without going for a little spin. And so that is where this poem comes from.
from that realisation. Sometimes you've got to spin out, take the corner too fast. You only find the sweet spot by pushing past. Sometimes you've got to burn out, find yourself short. You only find the limit by hitting naught. Sometimes you've got to move quick, work on instinct. A higher state of consciousness keeps the little things licked. Sometimes you've got to face up to the fault, fall in love with its flaws, bring curiosity to sit with it and play and laugh and pause. Sometimes your heart will flutter, screaming danger, danger, danger. But there's excitement to be found in the pounding heart that accepts failure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.